Not Westinghouse, but go ahead. Continue. Yeah, no. Nation <laughs> for a roll. And we're going to bring it up to hmm, Harris. Because that's it. Yeah, it has really, to stop it. Really, it's probably sunset, to be honest. Nah, yeah, because the way they do on North Lake now. North Lake's so damn ghetto, man. I, I like Atlanta, heard. though. It's about to be like Eastland for real. Look, we're going to see, man. Um, As y'all can see, I got a special guest in here. She's not a photographer. She ain't a model. I did take pictures of you a couple of times. I am a model. Click the link in my bio. <laughs> you better not go to no OnlyFans. I hate. Yo, shout out to everybody that's coming at me for my take on um, from the Stir Fire podcast about red flags when dating women. Um, I've been requested to do. I'm saying I've been requested like I didn't have a bunch of niggas reach out to me. Um. <laughs> But I've had like two people, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, request like me do red flags for men. And I'm like, I don't date men, so I don't know. I mean, I can give you from a male's perspective what are some red flags. Ooh, child, don't get me started. <laughs> what you got? Unstable, emotionally okay. unavailable. Ooh. Mommy issues. Mm. Brokies. <laughs> All of that. Did you see Tinder Swindler? Yes. Did you see it? Them motherfuckers was crazy. Shout out to the city boys. We's up. We, is uh, that still a thing? Yeah, it is. <laughs> they still say. So. All right. For those who do not know, I like to think of myself as like hip, especially because I do a podcast with my homeboy, Mike, who is older than me. So I like to seem hip. When I talk to Tequila and Darnell, they remind me that I'm still behind on certain shit. But yes. So I didn't know if city boys was the thing. So shout out to the city boys. Um, we finished it last night. So I've been talking about Tinder Swindler for like two episodes and I never got to finish it. Last night I finished it and we are officially, we've won the war. The fact that bruh did this and he, he only did five months in jail. Five months and they're still paying. I know y'all ain't outside with a chainsaw. If they couldn't. <laughs> That's look, concrete. Look, like what the hell is going on out there? Um, he only went to five months for jail and it was for like fraud on a passport or something. It wasn't even for all the the fraud he was doing with them. So since they've heard me talk about it, what is your take on it? I feel like they were a motherfucking fool. Period. Is no mm. way. And then that one girl, she was like, oh yeah, I got back on Tinder. No, you need to take a break and you need to do some inner soul searching because ain't no way like, I wouldn't even co-sign for my nigga. Like the only way I'm co-signing anything, going to get an extra credit card, anything like we're married. And even then we still gonna have a conversation before I do that shit then. You know what I'm saying? So to meet somebody and be like, oh, cause I love him and this and that. And going to start a credit card talking about his enemies after him. I'm gonna pray for you. That's what I'm gonna do. Come on, let's touch and agree right now in the name of Jesus because I'm not doing it. I ain't got it. Um, This is when I got done with the show. Uh, last night I told my wife I was like yo we have officially won the war Shout out to all men around the world This was for us um, Here's my thing I was like this is some white girl shit I about to say no shade Ain't no racist or nothing exactly. But um, I know there's no sisters up It was there no doing sisters that. And like Shoot. the simple fact that Shorty Started the whole thing off like super excited You could tell like this is what happened I know everybody gets on my ass about this This is what happened when simping works to the fullest where dude was leading with his wallet telling these ladies what they wanted to hear and ladies accepted the simp which i rarely do anyway but these three young ladies fell for it they fell for you know the op and they mm -hmm. got got because bro was he basically had a mlm scam you remember um scam remember um wish you was here yeah that was this 
It was times ten. Times ten, and the <laughs> fact that bro was like, "Oh, I well, I gave him forty grand three times over." You know, oh, I got a quarter of a million. I was like, "Yo!" And then my man had you know the Gucci on. He had Everything. the Lambos, the Ferraris out there. It was great. I encourage all. I encourage everybody to watch it just so you can see white tears. It is Save great. Yourself, but then what? The crazy thing about it also like. He was so smooth with it where he didn't even switch it up. He sent the same pictures. Yes. To the that's same women, same storyline, like everything. Nothing was, switched. Nothing. That's what got me. And then I was kind of confused. Like, was that really his baby mom and daughter? Because they never really said, no, that wasn't. Oh, yeah. They kind of just left that up there, which led me to believe probably was or something. But he was, I mean, that was crazy. crazy. But they said he had been doing fraud like since his teens, though. Yeah. He wasn't even a bad looking guy at that. You know, I could see how he was getting that off. You know, that's how men low key be trying to say other men are attractive. Not that I was calling bro attractive, but that's what I basically just did. <laughs> well groomed um, man. Where yeah, you know? dudes try to get that off. Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I could see how he was able to do such and such. That's basically dude saying, Yo, he looked good. Oh um, yeah. He pulled the stunt. He looked too short though. I don't know how y'all fall for dudes under five seven anymore, but whatever. That too. But I'm gonna tell you right now, man, any man out there, you come at me. Mm. Trying to talk to me and be like, Teak, I'm in a bind. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, call your mama. You ain't got your mama. I'm going to tell you, call somebody. You got a sibling, cousin, somebody. Like, you come to me. I'm not giving you the money, but I'm going to help <laughs> you figure it out. I might be start a GoFundMe or something, but I promise it ain't coming out of my pocket. Look. Hell to the gnaw. My, my favorite was uh when he was sending voice memos. And like his voice memo was like, I love you. Trust me. Trust me. The next voice memo was like, fuck you. Yeah, he's like, I, bitch. Yeah. When the girl took um his clothes and she told him she was going to give them back, um sell, sell the clothes, like to get help him get the money. Absolutely. And then he she went, kept it. So sweet to bitch. I will find you. Yeah. I was like, I was like, whoa down. Calm down, partner. Like if certain if you are under a certain height and you get aggressive. Women, A, you should be scared because he might go overboard. And then two is just like, or you gonna laugh at him because you just don't believe it, which means he's gonna go overboard. But Donkey Kong, that is <laughs> no comment. He mm -hmm. was doing too much. That was a great show. I do see this is why we should have did a show outline. I'm glad you're here. I ain't seen you in sub. I've been over here for almost a year. I know. so you ain't been on the podcast in over a year. It's been a minute. How's Atlanta going? How's life? Atlanta is, you know, it's just. <sighs> thriving i'm pulling in from uh insecure thriving walking in abundance <laughs> but um it's growing still traffic ain't change ain't nothing change actually you know my anniversary coming up the 28th will make six years i've been in 18 damn for real uh, that is crazy it's for some reason i'll be talking to people i'm like yeah she just got down there no. and then now i'm thinking about it yo you've been there since college i mean pretty much yeah. a little bit after college that's it don't crazy seem like because i come home no. so freaking much but yeah, I, I I have my name on the lease. You know what I'm saying? I, I pay bills, Thank you God. know, in, in Atlanta. Yeah, hell yeah, I got to pay it. Because Atlanta is expensive. Hold on. I just told Pete it's really niggas boys night. <sighs> this is the problem I have. People come on my podcast and try to play songs. I say no, and then T come. I'm going to tell him I need my bitch here. Look, I want to welcome everybody for coming to the podcast. 
This is the Paid and Exposure Podcast. I got to talk over this so we don't get sued. Um, I don't even know what episode this is. Shout out to Daryl. I heard this song at his wedding. Yes, along, holiday. Along with 27 minutes of Nicki Minaj right afterwards. <laughs> um, you know, when people... You know what? Everybody like Cardi, but Nicki people... Go I'm really, hard. I'm really Barty gang, but I'm just, you know, I'm an equal opportunist because I ain't gonna lie, Nikki is skilled. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I wish it could be like where, what they say, like the women's empowerment thing where we all come together. Well, women don't like each other, so I know it's really hard. I don't know why y'all still don't believe that. Like I am an advocate of women really don't like each other. Um, y'all show that every Christmas, every Valentine's Day. Um, because at Christmas, what happens is everybody got to put on the same pajamas. So you waiting for a side chick who you've been following. You waiting for her to post. And then on Valentine's Day, you want to show that you want to show his ex like, look, bitch, I got married. You know, he proposed to me. And like, I just know women. Who want to do that, though? Women. Well, I'm the exception to the rule. Um, I'm really a, a nigga at heart. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Like, I honestly, I say that all the time, like. You, you know my friends When I come around Or meet people Like I've never been that one Like oh You know what I'm saying Like with females I literally like Click with everyone I meet You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying So I really I can't relate with girls I have cousins like that as well But they be like mm, I don't do females Or they only have one And I be like Well it's you You the problem Nothing is worse than uh, You wouldn't understand this But maybe you can tell me For guys Like nothing's worse than like When you meet a girl and you trying to talk to her and she has that attitude because then it's kind of mm-hmm. like, damn, we go to a restaurant. And um, I remember a time I went to a restaurant with a shorty and I laughed too hard at the the waitress. And she was like, you know her or something? I'm like, bitch, we both in a different city. <laughs> like, no, I don't know her. Like, what are you talking about? And then you do that. And then next thing you know, they meet your friends or they come around. And then you kind of just like on edge, like, I hope nobody don't smile too hard because everybody know, like. I flirt with you. That's just me. It's my personality. Yeah. Me like, too. Yeah. And, but it's like, I don't like you. You just cool. You might be, you know, right. whatever. And I might be making a joke. You might catch it as flirting. I'm just thinking I'm being funny. Whatever the fuck is it, it is. <laughs> and yeah, it's tough like that. And so I imagine, you know, I met, it is some dudes who think like every dude is trying to holler at my chick. Those dudes are weird. Especially when I got to take that girl picture. Super awkward. Yeah. It, man, Super. whoever you are, male or female, um, that your insecurities are within yourself. Work on it. Please go find your. Parents. If you with you have a other significant, um, a significant other, be confident in that person. Like clearly, they're with you for a reason. Um, at the end of the day, like they probably out of all the options that they had, they chose you. They allow for you to, you know, be with them, be by their side. So like, just own that and stand in that. Don't worry about. Who, you know, trying to talk to them, who trying to, you know, take your place, whatever. Because if you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to be all right. Better suck toes. Um, yeah, do it too. Okay. <laughs> I want to welcome everybody to episode 115. I will keep it a buck with you. If you came here for a photography, this is not the podcast for you today. Next week, though, it will be. But this week, um, literally, I was trying to get drunk tonight with Teek and she got a date. I got um, so and I hate when y'all come on my podcast and y'all got dates. Why? Shout out to Jessica. She did that to me. Um, who else did that to me? Um, damn, somebody else. Did. Oh, Chanel did that to me. I'm sure Tink did that to me. Y'all be having these dates lined up. Cam did that to me. Why we can't have a date? Because I come first. Which is why we're here first. But then we go <laughs> to the date. OK. 
<laughs> um, I want to welcome you to episode 115. I already said that. Shout out to our first time listeners, last time listeners. Um, please follow me at I am underscore Gavin B. Please follow, I think it's Payton Exposure. Pod- find a podcast. What's your Instagram? My Instagram is <sighs> MZ underscore P E A C H Z. That's Ms. underscore Peaches. Period. You ain't going to do the peach or whatever thing you do. Oh. Fat and juicy. Okay, inappropriate. <laughs> so inappropriate. <laughs> Shout out to my cousin Sierra. She's definitely watching this. Hey, see. All right, so we got an interesting topic. The topic I want to talk about, and mind y'all, by the way, Teak don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, I kind of want to talk about, because you're about to go on a transition in your life, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about what it's like making that decision to be a full-time entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Because it's scary. It is, it is, it is. But it's something that you deem necessary. What is that like for you? Because, and then I talk about, for oh, well, let me do that. Why are you thinking? Since I didn't give you no heads up yeah, um <laughs> for me um it's something that you always want to do right mm-hmm. you always want to work for yourself or you might look at there comes a t- part in time in your life where you say all right i think i'm ready i'm thinking about it i want to right and it's scary you you sit there you're contemplating you're trying to figure out how can you do both right mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out how can i work this job or how can i give my time effort energy here while following this dream that i know will succeed me or you know push me past the limits that this other place is doing it and then there comes a time where you got to just say f it i'm going um and for me excuse me everybody knows now i got fired so i had to i had to move but i remember sitting there at night saying yo i want to be a full-time photographer or entrepreneur um now I'm a full-time photographer and podcaster. Hey. But, you know, and so I kind of want to talk about, like, what's that journey like for you? Just mentally. Because okay. I'm, I'm imagining, the reason why I want to do that is because I'm imagining somebody listening, whether they are an esthetician, they're a photographer, uh, they are a makeup artist, they are a barber, something like that, where they're saying, hey, I want to, but I'm scared, but I don't know what that journey look like to saying, yes, let's go into it full time. Okay. I'm going to tell you like this. If you having issues where that job has like a chokehold on you, <laughs> um, when I say a chokehold, it's like you, you kind of like torn because it's like, dang, the money is banging. I know mm-hmm. I'm guaranteed a check mm-hmm. bi-weekly. Even if I get the bare minimum, I'm still guaranteed a banging check bi-weekly. But it's not worth the mental. You having headaches. You can barely sleep. There are times, you know what I'm saying, I was crying. And mm-hmm. then especially when you have, I call it my tribe. My tribe consists of my best friends. I have a lot of best friends. She do. Too many. It's, red it's flag. a lot of y'all. I love all of y'all. Red flag. Of, it's not a red flag. flag. That just means people fuck with me. I'm a real nigga. Mm, I got two friends. But, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, when we catch up with one another, you know, when in, in each other's lives, we always support one another. But. I just got tired of being a friend and sound like a broken record when I come talking about like, y'all, I'm tired of my job. And it's like, okay, so what are you going to do about it, Teague? And then, you know, you try applying for other jobs internally. Honey, you even go in and get your FMLA, you know, doing everything you got to do. And it's <laughs> like, okay, I've exhausted all options. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough. And you just, you know, how to pass to be saying, you know, you got to get out of fear. Um, And at the end of the day, I mean, I'm a Christian, praise God. And so I know who holds tomorrow and who holds my future. And at the end of the day, 
whatever job you in, I always, you know, I be grateful for. And I always tell people to be grateful because it's, it's something you can take away. So I feel mm. like if anything, I've taken away like good customer service skills, um, certain things when it comes to management and leadership, negotiation um, skills as well. So you know how to take it for your own business or whatever else that you're going to do. But ultimately when you like your purpose is bigger than what you're doing it's not you're not going to thrive like that in that environment. So you're just dying like internally when you know you're worth so much more. Bruh, nothing's worse. You said at the beginning, you ended on it. Nothing is worse when your mental is fucked up. Correct. At a job that you just know I got. It almost feel like you can't get out and you like I need to get out of here for my mental sake. I remember um, you was there for it. And, you know, when I used to work at the smoke shop, I can say that name. Fuck how life. Um, I worked there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I worked at, look and like, I remember being there every day going to work. Like, this is not it. Like nothing worse when, and you know, um, nothing worse when you pull up at your job and you just like, do I need to go in? Like, I don't Ooh. want to be there. I don't want to sit down at my desk. I don't want to have to take this call. I don't want to have to send this email. I don't want to have to deal with this client, customer, whoever. And you just miserable. Right. And then look, <clears throat> you get off work and you go home and you be exhausted. You just like, I don't even want to take a break from my job. I kind of just want to go home and lay in bed. Right. And that shit is tiring. Very tired. And then also, like, mind you, they would tell us at my job, you know, enjoy your enjoy your time off. First of all, these two motherfucking days, that's not enough time to be off because by the time, you know, I work Monday through Friday or whatever. Yeah. So then Friday comes the weekend. That shit go by so damn fast. The next thing you know, Sunday, you preparing, you know, yourself for the weekend. It's just like, I still have to think about y'all. It'd be like, that sermon did not. I needed like another hour of that sermon. Okay. Just to get me through. I remember there were times like when I literally drove, sat in the parking lot, and I'd be like, I can't do it today. Yeah. And drive right the fuck off. Call me, please. Vacation me. They're like, you don't have any. Well, y'all better figure it out because I can't come today. Look. And I mean it. I remember <laughs> nothing was crazier. One day I was going to High Life and I worked in a corporate office. Don't want y'all thinking I was behind the counter trying to sell something. I knew nothing <laughs> about nothing. Um, and I remember, ooh. You know the day. It was that day that we went to Peculiar Rabbit for that day party, and I got drunk. Yeah. You had to find me. All right, so story time. <laughs> Sidebar. Can't hold a look. Look, one day, me and Tequila and my sister, Darnell. It was a Labor Day day It was a party. Labor Day day party, right? So we go in the evening, in the afternoon, evening. My wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she's nowhere to be found. Um and she wasn't there. She was out of town. So anyway, we go there. The bartender swear he knew me from somewhere. I took full advantage of that and was getting drinks. Um, only thing I remember is I took off my shirt and I remember waking up to tequila calling me and I was under a set of steps outside <laughs> in Plaza Midwood in the fetal position. Like literally <gasps> done. It like was I could like hangover 2.0. Like we can't find Gavin. Look, I could have been <laughs> robbed, raped. Anything like it, it was going down at night. If the police would have put it up on me, they would just took me to jail for public intoxication. That's how bad I was. And I told myself I would never get that drunk again. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> I remember they took me home. I did not throw up. I was good. My alarm goes off for work the next day. And I'm like, let's go to work. I drive to work. Cool. I get to work and it hits me that I am still drunk. Like I could not fathom what was going on and i remember sitting there going i went into the office another office and i sl slept on the floor 
And I just remember thinking, what the fuck am I doing this for? X amount of dollars. I think I wasn't making shit. I was making like 50 grand. I'm like, why am I doing this for 50 grand? Okay. This is not it. Y'all don't even, I don't even get vacation. Like, what the fuck? So I just remember sitting there like, what? And I just remember like, this can't be life. And I did not go home. I slept for like an hour or two, did my job and left. And by noon, I wasn't drunk anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I just remember, like, I never do that again. The next day, nothing's worse when your job is draining you so much that you sacrifice even for them, knowing they would never do that for you. Correct. And so, like, I tell everybody, I'm like, yo, protect your mental. Because I have been talking to you for the betterment of a year of you telling me, like, yo, this job is not it. This job is mentally doing this to me. Mm -hmm. Mentally, I'm not here. We went on Tequila's birthday in Vegas. And Tequila telling me in Vegas, this job is not it, bro. It ain't. And I'm like, yo. We are across the country. Shut the fuck up. Okay. But it was, but it was so important to talk about then just because like, I think the more you start telling people about your dreams, the more people will hold you accountable. Yeah. Which is what I always try to do with you. Um, which is why I always make jokes about you having a bunch of friends. But the reason why I'm saying that is because I feel like, you know, what you have certain friends for. Correct. Um, one of the few people who I know who does that correctly, which is amazing. But, um, part of that is, I try to make sure that I think some of my friends see me as like somebody that holds them accountable. And I know you have way more people than me that does that for you. But it was cool. Like you saying your dreams, you know, while we're in Vegas and everybody else sharing things. And then it's kind of like, all right, these people got to hold me accountable because mm-hmm. in six months, if I'm still at bleep job doing this Correct. complaining, they're going to be like, all right, turn the radio off. OK, you like, know, for a year can't happen. <laughs> yeah. And it was cool. You called me. You was like, bro, it's go time. And I was like. Congratulations. You know what I'm saying? Honey, you talking about tears of joy? Yeah, I know. You called me. Stupid I was excited. crying. Honey, that's my crying. Like, this girl just... was so glad to quit. She went out the country to celebrate. Indeed. And I do it again. <laughs> but... I said, this nigga here. I was so, like, relieved. Like, mind you, I don't know. You hear people talk about, like, it's a burden on them. It was, like, and when I tell you, like, I don't know. I've been going to therapy since 2019. Shout and, out you to know, the people that actually go. Yeah. So, like, when people before, I would hear be like, I got anxiety. I'm thinking, shut up. You just want attention. Mm-hmm. But it's real. Like, yeah. until you in that situation. And so, then I'm just like, this is happening. And I have to do something about it. And then especially, like, with being in the pandemic, that's when everything started hitting, like, bringing it to the surface. Because... A lot of people committing suicide. Like mm-hmm. your, your people's lives have really like been changed. You going from being in the office to working at home, and then your kids at home, the dogs at home, just in your face barking. Like it's just so much going on, so much more pressure being put on you because now your employers they're being put on pressure. Um, because of course people's finance financial situations are changing, so certain things that were need are no longer need anymore. So it's just with everything changing, it's just like okay, I can't, I can't keep doing this. It's just it's getting worse. So I was just like, yeah, these jobs, I gotta execute. I'm letting y'all know y'all jobs played y'all by saying, hey, you can now work from home, and you know they thinking that it's okay. Your job, mm-hmm. they should have gave everybody more vacation time, more mental health time, and I know some jobs did increase it, which is great to them. They should have did more. I don't Correct. know how much they was giving y'all because the simple fact that at least when you had to go in the office. You could separate what happens at your home and what happens at work. Now I have to sit in my house and look Ooh. at this job. 
at home and then I got to go eat in the kitchen still looking at it. Who you tell it? I think when um they started sending people home, I was one of the last individuals to go. Mm-hmm. And that's because I kept telling them like I ain't had Wi-Fi at home. <laughs> and they were like, what you mean you have Wi-Fi? I, if I say what the fuck I'm saying, I'm yeah. not on Wi-Fi. You ain't about to send me home. Like my home is my place of peace. That's my place like mm-hmm. where I escape. When I am not over here with y'all i'm at home i don't gotta see y'all you know what i'm saying Absolutely. so you have to like separate the two and so then like when we came home and they over here doing check-ins how are you doing i hate it <laughs> i always be the fir- first thing the first person to say i hate it me and everybody i love you know i hate it i hate it um what's one like what's something that you nervous about because everybody has something i would say you know you have a plan uh-huh. but when you don't have like the little mini details you remember like when um i'll give this example i believe it was third or fourth grade when you learn how to like write essays and they say it's like a hamburger you have your bun which is your open okay your, your intro paragraph then you Absolutely. got the meat Absolutely. So you know how you have to feed off yeah. like extra bullet points Put a so little lettuce on it. yeah so i don't have Every little thing in between, mm-hmm. but I have like the major steps, but those little mini steps that take in between, I don't have that all figured out. Yeah. So I would say that. And then me, I was, will admit, I have a little control problem where I like to, I'm a planner, as Absolutely. you can tell for my birthday. Yes. Um, but I like to know this is in the works. This is how it's going to go to where I have a little bit of control and able to dictate that. So Mine, I say, you know, this is my plan, but it may not go. You might take a little step back and then, you know, Mm -hmm. redo that. So I would say more so that, but I made the commitment to myself that um, started for 2022. I thought I did it in 2021, but when that thing (laughs) still had me bound, hell no. But I said in starting in 2022, anything that's interfering with my peace has got to go. And I meant that. And that was my number one thing. And it had to go. Um, I've been free since. Thank you, Jesus. I remember, I remember, um, so I had this, I had this whole planned out because I'm a planner as well. Mm-hmm. And so I had all of this. Shout out to Avid. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so um, I have this whole big plan, right? And so I get a new job. I leave High Life. I go get a new job. And I plan on saving up, I think, six grand. And then I was going to quit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. I don't know where I got the six from. I think I took my first three months. Of whatever my expenses was and i was like cool whatever right mm-hmm. and they fired me before i even could start saving a dollar and mm-hmm. so um i just remember like being nervous and scared as well because it's like mm-hmm. it's so many things that you don't know once you become an entrepreneur that you don't account for yeah but um and it's not all that bad i give everybody i keep it real with everybody but at first it's scary it's just stupid scary you don't know mm-hmm. um and then you still want to live that same lifestyle that you have okay because so non-negotiables honey i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna keep my nails done i'm gonna keep my hair done look and like you want to be able to do those things me right. um certain <laughs> traveling to look before my wife got pregnant I had to have my hookah restocked, ready to go all the time. So I was in a smoke shop like I still had a job. Um, I I was in a smoke shop like I still work for High Life. Like I couldn't get the shit for free. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. And so I just remember, um, you know, you still had this lifestyle you want to do. You still, when everybody goes out, you still want to be able to order all the drinks and act Mm -hmm. like you got it. Or not even if you got it, but you want to sell people that 
because people are going to watch you. I tell yeah. that to you. Once you get, once you start going and everything with you, um, people are going to watch your every move. And some people are unsure. Some people are going to check in on you to be like, "Yo, you good?" Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, and then you got some people that's just like. I didn't told one of my other friends that she ain't going to make it. So I'm just here to check in and make yeah. sure, you know what I'm saying? And it all happens for a reason and it's all cool. Um, another thing for me was like, I wanted to make sure everybody knew I was good. Yeah. Um, like I knew my mom was scared shitless. Right. The parents are always like, Oh shoot. Like literally because I was raised by my grandparents, mm-hmm. they were the last ones that I told. Yeah. Like I told my mom off rip. And she was like, I understand. Like your mental is everything. And I'm like, you seen it, but uh financially I might need support too, <laughs> just in case. Absolutely. Honey. But it was just like, Woo, how do I tell? Like, even I think they still thought I was still going to work and stuff, my grandparents. Yeah. Cause one one day I tripped up, I was at the mall. Where is my why you not everywhere? I said, I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm just on vacation. And then I was like, because of like our relationship and them raising me, like I don't want to text it or anything. So I make sure mm-hmm. like I went home, we sat down. And because the my grandma being a preacher or whatever, what? I was like, honey, God told me. Oh gosh. Cause, Cause he did. Like I had been the crazy thing about it, mm-hmm. from October, I started receiving like constant confirmation that i'm doing this right and that's why like the fear started leaving my body i want to say probably like september as stuff just started getting worse at work Mm -hmm. but as i started receiving confirmation in october i'm like oh yeah it's go time i really thought it was gonna happen then but i was like "Uh -uh, hold on a little bit longer hold on a little bit longer look when when i got let go i remember that first month i was just like i don't know what's going on because <clears throat> so for those who not know, I've been doing tequila since what? We was 12, 13, somewhere around there. Yeah, 13. Right? And so um she was around when I first first started taking pictures. And the gag was back then, I was not booked from like November to like March. I was mm-hmm. never shooting because it was too cold, right? And I only right. shooting outside. And so that that world has changed for me now. I'm booked more in the winter than I am any other time. But and I remember that November, I'm still thinking. Like what it used to be like, oh, shoot, like, am I really, really sure? Because when you got extra money coming in, it's easy to say, all right, maybe, you know, what I'm about to go do, my clients, if I don't have a client this week, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I just remember sitting there and I'm like, November going to be kind of scary. And then it works out. And then December works out. And what you realize is um, the scary part about being an entrepreneur, it's a meme, but it's the realest meme um, if there is one. It's like one week you can make $200, the next week you can make 2000 Mm-hmm. And you got to figure out, you got to take those, the good and the bad. And you, yeah. and you know, since you're a planner now, it's going to be dope. I mean, since you've always been a planner, it's going to be dope for you because once you do get in a groove of things, yeah. then you'll be able to plan out more things. Like, all right, for instance, I know um, you, you might say, hey, this might be my slow time or this is a promotion I can promote then. Mm-hmm. And you start planning out early and that's going to be your leg up because a lot of people, at least as photographers, sorry, sorry photographers, y'all hearing this. It's going to piss you off. A lot of y'all don't know how to plan. Boop. Y'all admin work is trash. Um, you got to be on it. You got to email people back. You got to call people. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to follow up with people. And for you, you're going to be ahead of the game because, you know, you can attract different people. You know, yeah. you know, talking to people, emailing people. You know, it's it amazes me how many people refuse to call their clients. And mm-hmm. it's and it's sometimes people are just like, 
my wife tells me this all the time. If you if you're the first person to reply, you'll get the job like 90 percent of the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because somebody might be calling saying, hey, I'm looking for X, Y and Z from you. And homegirl down the street might reply quicker. And, and you might be like, snatched it from me. look, I got pre-written emails already. I copy and paste that shit. You email me at 12 o'clock in the morning if you want to. <laughs> I bet you, bloop, bloop you'll, be, you'll be sitting there like, well, damn, he was ready. Yeah, I'm ready. And it sounds personable. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to be on it. So, um, but I'm happy for you because. Thank you. Yo, it's a big step. It's going to be fun. Um, I will put it like this and I'm going to say this and then we'll go to the next little thing. Only thing I would do different. Um. I wish I would have did it sooner. I wish yeah. I would have took that leap sooner. Um, I don't fault for nobody doing it because you got to do stuff at your own time, your own pace. Mm -hmm. But once you are in a groove, you're going to look at it and be like, damn, I wish. Okay. But sometimes you got to find your purpose. Yeah, right. That is true, too. That is and true. you got to accept it when God show it to you. You got to accept it. You got to embrace it and run with it. But I wish I would have done it sooner. And then also, like I told you this um, off mic before, like, don't be afraid. If you got to mix it where it's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a full-time entrepreneur, but I also have a part-time job. I have a side gig. Um, I know some entrepreneurs. I know one entrepreneur. He's a photographer. And he has another full-time job. He doubles mm -hmm. up. But, you know, that's his thing. And he got the mental state for that. I don't. But because um, when I first started off, I tell everybody, I was like, yo, I was out there Ubering, trying to figure this shit out. And it was scary. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just like. I want to go to uh look. I was out there Uber and T was like, "What you doing?" I'm like, "Yo, we're going to Vegas for your birthday." Oh yeah, sure. Was. Getting some money, getting some extra money, so we can go out, so I can act a fool. But you know, sometimes you pick up, you might pick up serving, you might pick up bartending. I tell people all the time, a lot of y'all dying by I have to do this only, and y'all dying, y'all drowning, and I feel bad for you because I try to help, and they want to be hard headed, but whatever. So tell me this: if you say you wish you could have done it sooner, do you wish? that well if you could have would you have still gone to school um yeah but if i if i was if i could do everything over i would have went to school for something like business mm -hmm. or marketing something that would have assisted in this field mm -hmm. um because and for those who i know uh teak knows this i was doing photography in college so i knew i wanted to be a photographer in college um yeah. but we grew up in that generation where our parents grandparents was just like you got to get a college still. education and you got to get it in one of these fields right and mm -hmm. so you you know i picked a computer field and i'm like cool never went on a job i went on two job interviews said no to the jobs so i never went back to another job interview for computers mm -hmm. which is cool but i wish um i still would have went to school maybe i would have just went to cp and took some marketing classes took some business classes yeah. um you know something along those lines but yeah anybody that wants to be an entrepreneur me and karina had this conversation all the time like with our kids, we want to figure out, like, what are you into and what can help you to be successful in that field? And what are you good at as well? Cause Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and be honest. Some of y'all y'all out here thinking y'all kids about to be the next LeBron James. Stop that. Stop that. Or their kids want to be little Baby and they can't rap. Stop that. Stop that. How often do you run into rappers in Atlanta? Like, people that want to be rappers, not actual rappers. Uh, Where I go, it's rare. It's you really are. rare. Shout out to the U bar. U bar. That's my spot. No, it's just the um, the old heads being there, like the dope boys. But nobody like really out here like listen to my mixtape. Like I don't see that. 
I don't see that. If anything, you run into water boys. That's what you run into in Atlanta. What is that? The water boys. Those are the little boys that be on the street selling uh, oh, the water waters? bottles mm-hmm, for a dollar. And it, they get real aggressive. Real Wait, aggressive. But they're not kids, right? They grown? Some of them are like, typically, I think the youngest I've seen, he like he was in middle school. Okay. But yeah, they even like 18. You're an adult at 18. Yeah. Yeah. And they wow. be ganging up on you and stuff. Damn. And I'm talking about. You know, mind you, I'm like, okay, production get the right away, but these niggas be like running in the streets, like in the midst of traffic, like light is green, and you still here trying to run, like nigga, I will knock you over, like stop playing with me, <laughs> period. Yo, shout out to the dude selling water. Um, that shit coming handy in New York. They be making a grip off of that, but it's like, baby, no, I, like they be out there in the cold too. Not just um, when it's hot, you know, you get real hot in Atlanta, but like they they be out there. They, them some hustlers. Yeah. That's one of the jobs I could not do, but they do hustle. And I'm like, they trying to do it over there off of Statesville near me. And I'm like, no, no, this ain't, this ain't it. Y'all need to take y'all asses. No, thanks. And then the mom be over there sitting in her little line seat with Gatorades and shit. I'm like, man, if you don't get these kids in the house, because I know you're going to steal all their damn money. Okay. Um, I was going to talk about people that cross you and then they double back. But Go to hell. No, I have a, uh, there was a guy. Let me tell you about this. Shout out to this dude. I'm not even going to shout you out because you're a photographer and I don't fuck with you like that. Um, <laughs> probably about five, six years ago, mm-hmm. I'm um, me and him are talking every day, every day because I'm new to photography. So I'm talking to anybody and bruh hits me up. And so one day he's doing photo shoots for $25 and some days he'll run a special for 20. And I'm like, yo, why are you doing this? Because his work wasn't bad. It's very artistic. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, this is super dope. You know, he needed some work on some things, as as did I. So it's mm-hmm. not like that. Um, but I'm like, bro, what are we doing? Like, what? why are you doing $25 shoots when you know everybody is like, whatever? And so he hit me with the, I come for money. I don't need money. Y'all need that. So I shoot because I want mm. to. So I said, why are you talking tough? Okay, Kanye. Look, <laughs> this nigga was talking tough to me living in Kannapolis. So I was so confused. And so I'm like, bro, what are you doing? So me and him are going, I'm like, you know what, bro? It's cool. And he was like, um, yeah, remember you wanted to work for me because he had a little magazine. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, I asked, could I shoot with, for you? Cause your work was trash. And I said, to be real, you asked me how much would you charge me? And I told you a price that was more than what you were charging. Fast mm-hmm. forward. That's not the point. Fast forward. Um, that was six years ago. I haven't spoken to bro in like six years, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I go to the Don Tolliver concert and bro's in a regular line. That's not a, that's not no shade there, but you know, he with the peasants. It's going through general mission. I cannot with you shut up. So, you know, because I got the plug at the film. You, know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I pull it up. You know what I'm saying? I have me a nice little Uber, you know what I'm saying? Drop me off at the front. You know what I'm saying? I walk up to the front. And so anyway, um, I was supposed to be in general mission as well, but I know the I know the plug. You just walk through. And so anyway, I see him and he tells me what's up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's good, bro? And I don't know him because I haven't seen bro. I've never met bro. I only knew him from Instagram. Mm-hmm. So whoever this is, they ask me who I am. I dapped him up. I keep it moving. He DMs me and goes, yo, that was me. And I'm scrolling back like, I remember this nigga. If I would have known that, I would have been like, you. So anyway, I see him. So the reason why I'm laughing, because right now, he just DM'd me and was like, yo, I want to put an issue together and I want you to be a part of it. And I want to so bad be like, mm. I have no re- reason to work with you ever. 
You crossed me back then. You was talking spicy. Now we're here and I've grown. I've exceeded where we were. I've exceeded where you are. Um, and it's funny, you know, it is funny that when people burn a bridge with you, the, the, the interesting ways they try to double back and come back and be like, hey, I'm here. Like, I want to be in your life again. Well, what whether I that's would... relationships, business relationships, you know, what I'm saying shit like that. Family. It's always yeah. interesting to watch. That's well, what I will say, and this is quoting Jay La La Milan. Shout out to her. When they circle back, you charge and double. You got to. Period. Um, shout out to Jay. We talked business in Vegas. I know I've said that many times on here, but I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, you know what? She actually. <sighs> One day I'm going to do it once everything is done, once I do fully. But mm-hmm. my exhibit was um, was based off a conversation we had. And Which so, I still haven't seen yet. That's your fault. No, because I told you I was coming home. <laughs> I'm going to see where it's going to be at this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just found that funny that, bruh, mind you, bruh wrote me that as soon as the podcast started. And I was like, oh, we talking about this. But it is funny to see how people double back. And look, he just needs to apologize. Saying sorry goes a long way. Yeah, and I'm still going to invoice you. Absolutely. And I'm not <laughs> working with you. Like, I'm not, bruh, I'm not working with you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you photographers, not in a lot of photographers, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to cut that out, even though it is a lot of photographers. <laughs> but um, a lot of y'all are doubling back, not with me, but with each other. And I'm noticing that, and I'm finding it funny because we all know that y'all, it's just funny to watch. Be careful about the bridges you burn, unless you're sure you don't have to cross it again. That's all that is. Um, such as the bridge that Tori and Meg is going over right now. Ooh, the girls are fighting. Shut up. It's a little frenzy. It's a mess. For those who not know, um, allegedly Tori shot Meg. They've been going back and forth. Court starts on April 5th, if I'm not mistaken. But right now, they are currently live fighting online. And... DJ Academics is in there. Meg is in there. What's his name? Party. What's Meg man name? Party Fontaine. Yeah, he in on there. Did he used to date? Partisan. Did, did he, he used to write for Cardi? They cool. I think he used to write for her, but he used to date somebody else before Meg. Mm. I can't remember who it was. Honey, they keep it going, mixing in the industry. The industry so because uh, you know she dated Money Bag Yo before him. Yeah, I just knew that was gonna work, but something I did too. But something gives me like. She didn't want the hood hood dude. Like he he about mm-hmm. that action. She don't you know, I believe she live in her raps, but uh I don't believe it. She oh, my God. ideal type chick, man. That's that's for Who me. Meg? Yeah, tall, thick, <laughs> Boy, shut up. slap me around. <laughs> Only time that backfires when I was in the strip club at one time, that girl knocked off my glasses with her titties and I told her she had Which to stop. strip club. Um we was in South Carolina and Darnell then was laughing at me. Cause I had markings and shit on my glass. I was like, yo, you can't do that again. It you was would have had to be aggressive. Honey. I did, but I didn't. I didn't mean it. It's no limits. <laughs> oh, it's a limit with me. Look, <laughs> she knocked my damn glasses off. My shit sitting off my face. I got titty marks all over my glasses, and I ain't got no fucking. I ain't got the cloth. And I was just like, I'm not made for this. But Meg is my type of chick: thick, tall, aggressive, talk that shit. But um, this is a mess. Whose side are you on? Of course, man. I want to know everything that happened. So, based upon what came out on Shade Room today, um, when Meg was just like, since y'all, you know, keep poking at mm-hmm. her, she released a screenshot of the text message where he was apologizing. Yeah. But then he came and clapped back, said what it was. He said, 
you know, it's hard having good friends. dick. Yeah. Yeah, and a good deep reference go far. Do y'all actually give dudes D references? Like, do you go tell your girl, like, I did. Well, I, I had a pass off to the homie one time. You know wait, saying? wait a minute. Girls pass off dudes? I have. Get out of here. I had a pass off once. Wait time. a second. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We just ran into a topic. I don't even have a button. Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, give me. Play it one more time, sis. Oh. <laughs> Shut up. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I don't know how we landed on this. Girls pass off dudes. I, or half, or I you know something, before, and you have. Like, this is interesting. It was just, you know, a great candidate, and I'm like, share the wealth. You know what I mean? Like Skittles. Ain't that Skittles <laughs> thing? Share the wealth. I think it was. You yeah. ripping shit. Whatever. Um, yeah. That is interesting because dudes do that. We don't like to tell, like, yo, 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 she good at this. Like, give you a heads Y'all up. Y'all don't, but the crazy thing about it, most of the girls know. I mean, especially when it's like your right hand man, like the audacity. But Drake yeah. said that niggas talk more than bitches these days. They do. Get the um, these days. Me and my group chat, we be talking all the time. That shit great. Going down. <laughs> but now, I, I got one group chat. 60% of us is married, so it ain't fun as, as it used to be when we was all Good. out here in the streets. That means you're being faithful, as you should be. Yeah. Don't then, waste that girl time. And then the other one, four of us got kids out of five, so... And out of that five, four got kids, three of us are married, so it ain't the conversation is funny at that. But yeah, it's funny how dudes do it, right? Because you're you're running to a chick. This is the problem that dudes mess up at. You can't give a girl, you can't give your homeboy a reference of like, yo, shorty does this, if you still A, if you like her, and B, if you still kind of messing with her. Cause then it gets weird. Mm-hmm. And that's the mistake I notice dudes make. But I laugh. But I have been in situations where dudes is like, like, I had a homeboy who was like, yo, shorty here. Boom, boom, boom. Just give you a heads up. And whatever. <laughs> um, and I've told dudes, I'm like, yo, she this. Or if, and then especially if I know, you know, I reach out and be like, yo, I reach out to somebody. I'm like, yo, is she such and such? And I've told no dude, I'm like, yeah, he said such and such. But, you know, whatever. But I ain't think girls do that because that's funny. Doing, yeah, doing like, a reference. When I did it, you know, we do, we do whatever. <laughs> I hate her. And I was just like, dang, like, it was like, honey, that nigga, he deserves an award. Like, it's an experience. And so my girl was down from her ex or whatever. And I was like, it's a good day in your life. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, girl, I got somebody. But this is where it backfired. So I passed, <laughs> I passed off, right? Why he come was like, yo, that girl crazy. I was like, what are you talking about? Apparently, she had got hooked. And, like, it See? just went left. She wanted more. And I'm just like, no, no. Nah, like, I threw you the alley, girl. Like, you told her, like, just. Dunk it and go back up the floor. Go ahead on. <laughs> you out here playing. And he was, like, upset with me. He was like, nah, yo. I was like, I'm sorry. I ain't know it's going to be like that. See, man. Got to be well careful, my bro. I got a joke, but I can't say it on air. Um, <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Um, nah, that's actually freaking funny. You know, the thing about Tori is, is like this whole Tori and Meg shit is what we thought, what seems so black and white now has gotten so cloudy. It's mm. so gray, you know, and it doesn't make sense now. It's getting really weird. Um, Very. Because now I need to know the truth. Somebody yeah. lying. And it seems like, because at first I think everybody, I think it was fair. I mean, I don't think it was fair. I think it was warranted or it was understood where everybody was coming from. As soon as it came out that, yo, he did whatever, um, whatever happened, everybody was just like, yo, we support Meg. We own it. Right. And then it was just like, why Tori ain't go to jail yet? Why are we, what you mean? Like, 
this should be open and shut, right? He shot her, blah, blah, blah. You know, and now we're sitting here like, did he shoot her? Uh, why is it no gun residue on him? Like, you know, it's so many questions now. Um, yeah, Cause even honey, no shade, Meg, I love you too, sis, but literally if you got shot on your foot, the way she put them boots on and was performing, baby, uh-uh, it's no way. It's something weird going on. And I feel so bad, man, but it's, it is what it is, man. It is just definitely interesting. Um, so how long are you going to be in Charlotte? I'm here for the rest of the week. You got any? Oh, what you going on for your date? I love asking. If you come on here and you have a date after the podcast, I will be asking you where are you going. I don't know where we going. He what you got a taste me. for? I don't know, but like the crazy thing about it, but that's not really like date worthy. But of course, when I come home, my hitters, I have to go to Show Mars, have to go to House of Pizza. Y'all don't got a Show Mars in Atlanta. We don't. You know that's really here and it's stopping Gastonia. Oh, so I have to go to Show Mars every time I come home. I have to go to House of Pizza every time I come home. And typically, um, I like Little Village Grill too. Shout out to James, put me on that. Then I was at Brittany House that time. I was like, oh, that Euro is the truth, honey. Karina went there today. She's like, you want something from Little Village? I'm like, I ain't never eaten there. I love that place. But other than that, yeah, it's nowhere else like I really have to it used to be bojangles but like i i live by bojangles now because it's not a lot of bojangles it's more so popeyes in atlanta than bojangles mm. but um but yeah other than that like i'm good on everything else like where i can get you know everything else is franchise but yeah so i mean i don't know where we going hopefully it's a cool date y'all gonna kiss you might oh, disgusting get a question out of the notebook let, let, um, me see. let me tell y'all please do me a solid follow me on tiktok i I've been told to get on TikTok for almost a year now, um, and I never did. But now I'm on there. I'm on there. The podcast is on there. Please check it out. Teek is on there, but she don't be on there. I don't. Honey, I've been trying to stay hip. Honey, when I went home, my niece and nephew, 13, okay, I'm trying to be the hip auntie. And, honey, I was up there doing little TikToks. I was like, wait, teach me again. Like, I swear we practiced probably like 12 times till I got it right. We was in fucking mm-hmm. um when we was in Vegas when we was in the back uh me and Jay was in the back of the car and uh Waikisha was playing and then all of us was uh <laughs> rapping the song and Jay goes, What's this? <laughs> I said it's Waikisha. This this shit go hard. She was like, Is it on TikTok? I said, No. I was like, I don't know, I'm not on TikTok. She was like, Oh, if it's not on TikTok, I definitely don't know it. And I was like, TikTok can't be all that. And then this girl recognized her and they did a TikTok in the thing. And look, I was the recorder and I definitely, my recording skills was ass. What's your question? This is the expose yourself notebook question of the week. And this is where you can expose yourself by answering a question. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Okay. Have you ever been fired from a job? What happened? (laughs) Have you ever been fired? Yes, I got fired. So let's talk about it. (laughs) This is when I was six. 17 anyways i'm an og from when north lake came up i was out there at the you know career fairs or whatever and so i started working at chick-fil-a in the food court so the owner at the time he was cheap as fuck didn't want to pay nobody you know what i'm saying after you you want to give somebody a quarter raise after a year my nigga please after i've been over here slaving talking about my pleasure get the fuck out of here <laughs> so at the time, like during the holidays, you know, Santa come and set up shop in the mall. So they were hiring. Uh-huh. And so were. I worked there and they pay you for your whole hour lunch break too. And I think I was I was making what seven twenty five at Chick-fil-A. Their job was paying me thirteen an hour. What mm. the fuck? I'm about to go work with Santa Claus. And that's when they had the, the happy feet thing out. So 
I told Chick-fil-A, I was like, I can only work here on Mondays mm. and I can't work during the week. And I think I told him like a Friday to try to give him like two days just to put me on a schedule. So then it was like one day I was on my um, lunch break at the Santa shop uh-huh. and came upstairs. Uh, and hold he, on. Hold on. Um, we'll call her back. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Sorry. Lord. So then he was like. I thought you couldn't work here during the week. I thought I can't work here during the week. You're damn right for 725 when I'm not I'm not doing nothing but greeting people for $13. I was doing nothing. I'm not smelling like chicken when I get off work. Like, please go sit down. You smell like fries. So then one day I'm at my uh had to work at Chick-fil-A. So one of my partners came from the Santa shop. I slid him a chicken sandwich. Next thing I oh, got rolled up. And then next thing I know, the next week, I was calling on my way home from school to be like, what time I start today? Because sometimes I would start at four. Sometimes I would start at five. Okay. And he was like, yeah, you're not on the schedule today. I said, okay, what time? We're Friday. He said, actually, you're not on the schedule this week. He said, we got to talk. I said, okay. So oh, wow. He pulled me back in, <laughs> in the back of the quarters and turned his back to me. And he was like, will you take my wallet out my pocket? I said, no, nah, that's still it. He said, well, that's basically what you did. I said, you want your $3 for this damn chicken sandwich? Like, are you kidding me right now? He's like, I'm going to let you go. And he's like, I'm damn. not going to press charges. They will look at you stupid. You try to press charge me for a fucking $3 chicken sandwich, my boy. So do not play with me. But that's when I got fired. And I just thought it was so funny because then literally I started working at Aeropostale. And when I went through my interview, they were like, you look familiar. I was like, no. No, damn well, I've been serving the girl diet. Coke at Chick-fil-A Shut but sure enough went up uh, back to Chick-fil-A at the food court and was just like what's up like yeah I got another job nigga in the mall my nigga and that's why I don't really fuck with that Chick-fil-A in the mall I go to the one it outside of the bad. mall now yeah you gotta go to the one outside the mall it's so much quicker I mean you only go to the one in the mall if you in the mall but still um yeah y'all heard about me getting fired from my last job no you know what I never really told that story Tell it. Tell your testimony. Um, this is my testimony. I'm here. Uh, Free yourself. God. So I'm at this job. It's called Coles of London. It's here in Charlotte. I don't care because I don't work there no more. And whatever. So I'm going to make this long story short. So I do an interview, um, which is super cool. I interviewed with this woman. She was amazing. Uh, we we talking about everything. What we want to do with the company. Uh, this company sells luxury pins. I know that sounds crazy. But they were selling ink pens that were like the cheapest one they had was like five hundred dollars. Right. Mm. And the most expensive one I had I had touched was like 10 grand or it was like 40 grand or something crazy. Um, so they sell luxury pens made in Italy, whatever. So um, we're doing this shit and I interview with her. She calls me that afternoon was like, you got the job. I'm like, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, I start in two weeks. I quit high life. Literally was like I'm out. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. I just quit. So I take two weeks off and just chill at the house. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going back to work. Um, so I do that and I'm there. I'm chilling at home. I get to work and she's there. Me and her are talking about everything. Everything is beautiful. And speed it up. Um, this man comes, which is her husband, which I knew. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, this is who you be working with. I never seen Shorty for the next two months while I worked there. I was so oh, pissed wow. because I was his day to day person. Mm-hmm. So. He, mind you, I'm in the office of 13. I'm the only black male. I'm the only male. I'm the only black person there. Um, black man and black person. So it's, y'all already know what that is. But nobody gave me racist vibe. I'm going to keep that honest. But I feel like when you work somewhere and there's other black people there, sometimes they'll lean over to you and be like, yo, nigga, pick it up. Yo, nigga, change this. Yeah. Like, they give you the thing like, yo, you're black. I'm black. I'm going to help you navigate this white ass space. Right. That's the benefit of having other black people in places. Okay. So I'm there and 
First week is cool. It's just not right, but it's cool. Second week, I'm just like, it's cool. They give me this laptop. This shit was slow as hell. Um, and I'm trying to do like my side work, like my photography work there. It don't work because this <laughs> laptop is too slow. Um, so this girl, shout out to the homie. She's booked me twice, finds my Instagram. And I'm like, shit. So she goes, I didn't know you was a photographer. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. I do a little something. You know what I'm saying? Hey. She finds my Instagram and buddy, the whole office now, all 13 of us, including me, knows now I'm a photographer, which I've said nothing about. Right. And so now everybody wants pictures. My boss hears this, bring your camera to work. I got stuff for you to do. So I'm like, fuck me. Because I this has happened at every job. When they find out I'm a photographer, they want free stuff. Mm -hmm. This is why you don't work for exposure. And so um, I do a gig. He shows me the bill on accident of how much they're paying their other photographer. And he's like, I can get you to do this. And they're paying the other photographer to take pictures of ink pens. I want everybody to hear this. One picture of an ink pen was costing them like a grand, like a stack. And my guy is asking, and he's getting like three or four pens done at a time. And he's asking me to do it for free. Oh, no. And so I'm like pissed because, A, I don't know how to do it. And I'm telling him I don't know how to do this, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't care. He sees the work one day. He's He bring me in his office to tell me his shit. I'm like, cool, let's keep paying the other guy. You already paying this nigga, pay this nigga. Like, mm-hmm. let's keep it moving. He's not having it. I leave my camera at work while my boss is out of town. And he comes to me and goes, um, the other guy, his the second person, uh, the co-CEO, whatever, he's like, where's your camera? I'm like, it's at home. He's like, no, you got to go get it. They made me leave Matthews to go to my house, mm. get my camera, and bring it back. And I told them then, and I did it like a, like a bitch, and I was like, um... <laughs> Let's call it what it is. You know, I was a sucker. I said, this would be the last time I do this, though. I'm never doing this again. Um, I said, and then, so they was like, whatever happens to your camera? I said, sometimes it just needs maintenance. You won't never see it. Like, whatever. Right. So that happens. Um, all right. This is when it gets good. Um, I'm sitting at work, and my boss comes in. He does not speak to me. So I'm like, all right, whatever. He, he walks around. It's only 12 of us, y'all. He walks around to everybody in the office. Hey, hey. Hey, tequila. Hey, tequila two. Hey, tequila three. He's telling everybody. He looks at me. He look at my black ass and go and walks. Bruh, he does this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He would literally go in his office after he's told everybody, hey, and email me to come in his office. I'm like, bruh, I'm looking at you. Send me the fucking email. So one day he brings me in there and he's like, what is your issue? And I'm like, I don't have an issue. He asked me the realest question that a man has ever asked me before in the office space. He said, give me the honest truth about my company. And I said, bruh, you are running it backwards. And I can't tell you what to do because this is your company. And I know how I will feel. Somebody tried to tell me how to run my company. So I respect you, but it's being ran backwards. So he asked me for examples. So I'm just spewing this nigga examples. Then he's telling me, we're going back and forth in his office. And I'm looking at my desk like, I'm going to grab my coat first, unplug my charger. I'm planning out how I'm about to get fired and walk out. And so... He, the next day he don't he's he dismisses me because he's fussing at me because i didn't send him something and so i said oh so we get on good terms you know what i'm saying i'm like all right i ain't getting fired today and i said i said can you look in your email and can you type this in he types it in he finds the email that he's been fussing at me for 30 minutes about so now he proceeds to fuss at me for another 15 minutes for not telling him that i actually sent what the fuck he was fussing instead about instead of apologizing instead of apologizing he was european wasn't he absolutely I, yeah. honestly he was they never want to apologize wow that's funny he actually was. So, all right. So, <laughs> that's funny. And so, all right. 
the day comes. Um, Thursday is there. I have to go to New York for a photo conference. Um, I'm in charge. I don't know how the marketing manager is in charge of the calendar, but I was in charge of the calendar. I understand being in charge of the marketing calendar, but the office calendar makes zero sense to me. Mm-hmm. Bruh looks at the calendar. I put, um, I'm leaving on anytime I have a vacation. Um, I always put it on my new hire paperwork, okay. a part of the contract. So y'all can't, I'm telling you, I'm taking this job. If I get these it's days, a family vacation. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm telling bruh, it's on that. It's on his calendar. It's on a secretary's calendar. And, Everybody know I got my out of office on. I'm good to go. Um, the day I'm setting all this up, I see this little white girl come in in his office and sit down for a job interview. Mm. So my black ass going, damn, we getting somebody new. I think I said that out loud. And everybody was like, mm-hmm. Then I'm looking. I'm like, it's no empty desk in here. Where's she going to sit at? On the floor? Cause you oh, can't, it's about to be an empty desk. Because you can't <laughs> ask the black guy to get up for the white girl. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this don't make sense. I'm like, huh. I said, his desk is full. Maybe they're going to turn his desk into two. But whatever. And I'm looking at this desk. I'm like, maybe they're going to put a desk in the middle of the floor because we was all in a circle. I'm like, something ain't right. But whatever. So that day I leave work. I know I've been doing a lot of cussing. It was like God said, grab your stuff. (laughs) I grab my jacket. I grab my charger. I grab um, my headphones. I grabbed everything. I cleaned out my desk. Only thing I left was my water bottle. That's the only thing I left. And I and I think I was like, I'm not going to make two trips to come back in here for this. And I get to New York. I'm in New York and um, I'm at this photo conference and I get an unknown phone call. I'm like, who the fuck is this? So I pick up the phone and Mark is on the phone in his British accent. Um, Shout out to his wife. She was still mad cool. And shout out to his kids because they asked me, was I wearing Yeezys? And they were correct. Um, and, <laughs> for the culture. For the culture. And so he goes, I can't even do his accent. But he goes, hey, Gavin, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in New York. You know, whatever. He goes, okay. He goes, uh, thought you'd be at work? I said, no, I'm, it's on your calendar, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay. So I got bleep here and bleep here, Greg and in whatever her name was, uh, Sarah here, excuse me. And I go, okay. He goes, so I'm going to just have to let you go. And I go, huh? Like, because he said it so weird. He's like, yeah, so I'm going to have to let you go. I said, cool. He goes, is that it? I said, yeah. What else you want me to say? You wanted me to fight for it. You, like, <laughs> I was like, okay. He's like, all right, it's just not working out. I'm sorry, pal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And I remember hanging up in Brooklyn at Photo Plus. And I looked up. I called my wife. I said, Bay, I know our wedding anniversary is in three days. It's our first wedding anniversary, but I just got fired. She said, you better go in there and learn what you got to learn. And when you come out, you never going on a job interview again. And shout out Period. to my girl because I haven't went to a job interview since. I know that was a long story. I made it a little shorter. But that's how I got fired. I was going to tell y'all how I got fired um, when I was passing out newspapers. But that's something <laughs> Shout out to UNCC. They fired my black ass. Oh, Lord. Not the 49ers. You know how I go. Um, What else you got going on? Anything else? Tell people to follow you before you go on this date. Yeah. So, you know, follow me on the gram at Ms. underscore Peaches. That's M-Z underscore P-E-A-C-H-Z. You know, your girl is fat and juicy. Stay tuned. I ain't releasing everything right now, but good things. Good things on the rise coming soon. I can't stand you. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in. I know a bunch of y'all are here just fatigue. Hey, it don't matter for me because you going you, or whatever. Because I still get the view. It don't matter who you here to see. Uh, make sure you follow me. Follow the podcast, and we are gonna holler at y'all next time.
I like my gunshots. Ladies to the dance floor, ladies to the dance floor, free before 12, free before 12. <laughs> Look, man, I could have been a DJ. Yeah? No? No. Okay. Good. <laughs>